0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From the election day vacation. Uh, we've talked a lot. We talked earlier today about the new WTNH poll that showed Governor Lamont with a, an 11-point lead over Bob Stefanowski. Uh, that is a tighter race than the Q poll from yesterday, which had a 15-point gap. Uh, we had the, a debate with the Secretary of the State. None of people are talking about the Secretary of the State debate. And, of course, there's a huge race in the 5th District between Johanna Hayes and George Logan. WTNH will have another poll out for them, I think, on Thursday. And I want to talk about a couple of these races in particular uh, with Dr. Bilal Sekou, uh, Professor of Political Science at University of Hartford, joining us here on Bryan & Company. Doctor, good morning.
1: Good morning.
0: It's good to have you on. So I, I missed, you know, they had the... the pro- proposed debate between Dominic Rapini and Stephanie Thomas, and it was postponed. We actually had Rapini on the show and they said they were going to do it again. They did it. I think it was last week. And I, I don't know if you were there, but it was at, I think it was at your school and not, this is an interesting race because it's, it's an increasingly important position because of all of the voter scrutiny that we have right now. And it's an open seat. So most people don't know much about either one. So, um, what was the debate like? Give us some, some color.
1: Yes. Well, of course, I was there, and actually I had some of my students show up as well, so they found the debate really interesting. Um, you know, this the Office of Secretary of the State has become an increasingly important office and on the radar of voters, something that, you know, historically had not been the case. People just sort of took, took it for granted. They go in, they would be able to vote, and everything, you know, went relatively smoothly. But, of course, the 2020 election changed all of that. And now all across the nation, this is becoming an incredibly competitive, you know, office that people are running for with really very clearly different visions of how the sure. office should do the work that it does. And I think that race that we're seeing here in Connecticut really reflect, reflect that national trend.
0: Well, I mean, you have things like whether it's early voting absentee ballots, voter ID I mean what sort of topics along that line got the most intense debate?
1: Well, all of those topics came up during the discussion. I think you know there were really interesting moments about you know the question of whether election fraud actually occurs. Rupini was making the case that fraud is a problem. Thomas of course said that fraud is not a problem in the state and even minimize the the amount of, of of fraud that people are actually pursuing. I think there are about five or six cases. And she said, with well north of a million votes that take place, that really doesn't rise to a real problem of fraud. So that was certainly an issue. I think another issue that came up was just about you know how the you know across the state we have these 169 towns and this question about whether there is proper training and resourcing of folks at the local level who are running elections. A lot of our election officials are part-time officials and really need a lot of support. And, of course, early voting came up as an issue, uh, which is on the ballot um, this November. And, of course, if Connecticut passes that law, the question will be how do you implement that and whether local towns actually have the resources to have polls open and
0: actually available to voters who want to vote early. Right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sort of, I don't mind being transparent on this one. I think early voting is important, but too early is a mistake, right? Because I think things can change, and things can change people's minds. And you can't change your vote. But I, I do think it's an important t- topic to discuss, and it's something important to the process. We're talking with Dr. Bilal Sekou uh, from the University of Hartford Political Science Department. I'm also sort of fascinated with this whole uh, debate over voter identification, and... And, and why some feel it's, uh, you know, an issue of equity and opportunity and other people think it's something that should be a default.
1: Right. And that was another area in which the candidates really differed. I think uh, that Thomas made the case that this is a, a, pro- a solution in search of a problem that impersonator fraud is really rare, you know, and as a political scientist who looks at campaigns in elections, election, impersonator fraud is really rare. You don't see people showing up at the polls trying to vote, um, you know, using fake identification. And in those rare instances, when it does occur, people are normally caught doing it. And so, um, but of course, you know, uh, Republicans across the country have been pushing for voter ID, uh, proof of citizenship and other things to try to, Verify who voters are with the idea that these are places where fraud can occur. And so, certainly, it was one of those issues that came up during the debate as well.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm of a lot of different minds on this one. I mean, I always think of voting when I was, you know, it's like you, I remember going with my dad or be myself. Like, I would give, now I don't get asked for it, but I remember giving a license to look at my face and they check the name on the list and then I go right. vote. I mean, that seemed yeah. like the way it was done
1: yeah and that you know and if to the extent that something like that occurs it's generally in a smaller community where people are very familiar every time i vote where i live that you know I i show some form of identification generally i have my you know driver's license to be able to show you know under the law right now you can show there are multiple forms of identification that photo ids or government issue ids are not the only thing that you can produce to verify your identity and so generally speaking, voters do verify their identity. The hmm. question is really whether asking people who may not have a need for some form of photo ID. There are lots of people who don't do banking in this country. Right. There are lots of people who don't travel and so, and lots of people who don't have that kind of ID. Disproportionately, it's people of color and also a lot of elderly people. Also, you know, people who are older, birth certificates are difficult to find, and so... You know, this is where these become interesting questions about whether this is voter suppression or, or if this really is an effort to really, you know, guarantee the integrity and the security of our election.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to stay on this t- subject long, but what is your view?
1: My, my view at this point is that we, uh, you know, to allow multiple forms of identification is a good thing. I am a person who believes in expanding access to voting. I think it's the most important One of the most important roles we play in society, which is to exercise our right to vote. And I think, you know, creating artificial barriers or obstacles to that access, I think, is just wrong um, to do in a democratic society.
0: We're talking with Dr. Bilal Sekou from the University of Hartford, of course, in their political science department. Uh, The other one is is the Fifth District, you know, and it seems I you know, it's obviously I can tell you tons of anecdotal evidence I see They tell me it's a really close race. And we'll get a poll, I think, from Emerson, The Hill, and WTNH on Thursday. Uh, Why do you think this particular race between Johanna Hayes and George Logan is getting so much national attention?
1: Well, it's getting national attention because Republicans are trying to take control of the House. And so this is a seat that will get them closer to that particular goal. It's also the one seat in Connecticut that probably is the most competitive seat in terms of how the district is drawn up when the redistricting occurs. And so Hayes, a you know, she has her hands full trying to fight back this challenge. It's drawn a lot of national attention, which also means a lot of money from outside of the state has come into the state. Of course, Hayes and, and Logan have been able to raise money to fight this, you know, battle for this particular seat And as I said, it's one that Republicans believe they can actually flip, and it's one that will take them closer to their goal of actually flipping the House of Representatives and putting McCarthy in control as the Speaker.
0: Is there any recourse to false advertising in politics? Because it seems like both sides with this... No, I'm serious. Like It's unbelievable. I've watched this phrase closely, and there's false advertising from outside money on both sides.
1: Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. You know, and the thing about ads is that they're not really designed to flip necessarily people to get them to switch candidates, but it's really to reinforce the image, the negative image perhaps, that you have of the opponent of the candidate that you prefer. And so while a lot of Americans complain about negative ads and say they wish there were far fewer of them, and trust me, we've seen a lot of negative ads in this race, the reality is, is that like you know, when you're driving down the highway and everybody's staring at the at the accident on the other side, everybody stops and they stare at these negative ads, and that's why you continue to see them.
0: Yeah, it's it's really, it's you know, it's when the outside money comes in, Doc. It really it really opens your eyes, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: and the candidates have no control over that. You know, with the outside money coming in, obviously because the campaign finance laws, they can't coordinate with.
0: No, but they don't. They don't denounce it either, though.
1: Exactly. They don't. They don't denounce it, and and actually, they look for the help, yeah. the extent, especially in a, if you're a candidate who's been unable to raise money, uh, like Lenore Levy has found it difficult to raise money. Having a lot of money come from out of, outside of the state can help, in a campaign that's struggling to yeah. raise funds.
0: Hey, hey, can we catch up with you again either election night or the day after?
1: Sounds great. Love
0: to come on. All right. We really appreciate the insight, Uh, Doc. Thanks. Have a great day. Okay.
1: You too. Take
0: care. Dr. Bilal Sekou from the University of Hartford. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?